The Bible Study Podcast, episode 388. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 49. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, we have yet another song of the Sons of Korah, and it goes like this. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all you who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The meditation of my heart will give you understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With a harp, I will expound my riddle. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? No one can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for them. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough, so that they should live on forever and not see decay. For all can see that the wise die, that the foolish and the senseless also perish, leaving their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain in their house forever, their dwellings for endless generations, though they had named lands after themselves. People, despite their wealth, do not endure. They are like the beasts that perish. So the sons of Korah here set a rather high expectation here in the first four verses. They say, listen, everybody in the world, high and low, rich and poor, because I'm going to be speaking some wisdom at you here. And what they say is they will not fear. And they say this from a time when they feel surrounded by evil days, by deceivers, and by people who trust in their wealth. On the most cynical of days, I would say that it sounds like some things never change. This has been a difficult week in the news where there has been evil. There have been horrendous crimes committed in the name of God. We're coming off a time here where someone drew a cartoon in Paris and was assassinated because it depicted Muhammad. We're coming from days where it seems like the country I live in, the U.S., we worship money more than anything else. So the words here don't seem all that archaic. It doesn't seem like they were written 2,000 years ago and that we might have trouble identifying them now. It goes on to say that no one can redeem the life of another. Now, remember, to redeem is to buy out of debt or to buy out of slavery. And this is consistent with our understanding, both New and Old Testament, that the wages of sin are death, that the cost of any imperfect life is death. This is what Adam was told in the garden. Don't eat that fruit. It will cause you to die. This is what Paul tells us in Romans. The wages of sin are death. That no payment is ever enough to redeem someone. Well, it turns out that not quite no payment, but no payment less than the death of the Son of God to die in our place. But this was written before then, so it's close enough. Because it says, even if you were to buy them out of slavery, because even if you were to buy their freedom, they would still die. There's no payment that's enough to make them live on forever and not see decay. Because life is only in the hands of God, and this is also still true today. And the psalmist says one other thing that's still true. We see those that are wise die, that foolish and senseless die, that all die, basically, leaving their wealth to others. Even if you have lands named after yourselves, even if you're Caesar and you have months of the year named after yourselves, even if you're Elvis, even if you're Martin Luther King, even if you're Hitler, even if you're Anne Frank, all die. 
people despite their wealth do not endure. And he finds himself, remember, surrounded by those who put their trust in wealth. And so he brings this word of clarity, and it's a word that we all know is true, but we act as if it isn't. And that is that we are all heading to the same place. Some will get there faster, so some will get there in style, but we're all heading to the same place. And so when the psalmists say that there is no amount of money that can buy us out of death, there's no amount of money that can give us life that should live on forever and not see decay, he is looking to those who put their trust in wealth and saying, you're putting your trust in something that cannot save you, or it cannot save you from the thing that you really need saving from. And the psalmist goes on, this is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. They are like sheep and are destined to die. Death will be their shepherd, but the upright will prevail over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave, far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem me from the realm of the dead. He will surely take me to himself. Do not be overawed when others grow rich, when the splendor of their houses increases, for they will take nothing with them when they die. Their splendor will not be with them. Though while they live, they count themselves blessed, and people praise you when you prosper, they will join those who have gone before them, who will never again see the light of life. People who have wealth but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. It's probably important for me to remember at this point that compared to most of the people in the world, If I'm listening to this on an iPhone or if I'm listening to this on my computer, I am probably at least in one of the wealthier 10%. And so it's important for me to remember that this applies to me as well, that I can put my trust in wealth, but it cannot save me. Now, it's interesting. I I find it personally interesting to talk about the don't be overawed when others grow rich because... It is something that I spend time thinking about. I spend time thinking about how I can earn a living. I am trying to figure out creative ways to earn a living. I'm trying to start a business. I'm trying to do podcasts and things like that to earn a living. I'm trying to do part-time jobs and things to try and design a lifestyle. And it's easy to get overawed with those who have figured out a way to do it, who have figured out a way to make money. But I think What this is saying is that that is not the most important thing. It's not saying that wealth is unimportant. It's not saying that it won't make your life easier now. It's not saying that there isn't splendor in the houses of the wealthy. But it is saying that it's not the most important thing. It's not saying that I shouldn't earn a living. It it may not even be saying that I can't have a splendid house. But it's clearly saying that's not the most important thing, that that wealth cannot save me. That my faith has to be in, my trust has to be in, my hope has to be in the one who can save me, the one who can pay that unpayable price, and the one that can help me to live forever and not see decay. As you go through this week, as you make your plans for this year, as you look forward to your future and decide where to spend your time, I pray that you and I will both remember that. And with that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And before we end this, we're about a third of the way through Psalms. I'm not sure if we're going to finish 
all in one shot here because we've been doing psalms for rather a long time. So I'm curious what people are interested in. Should we take a break and do something else? Or should we get halfway through and then take a break? If you could send me some feedback, a comment in email or a tweet would be great. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.